Hello everybody, it is me, Nico, from Nico's Review Show, reviewing movies yet again. I took a little bit of a hiatus uh, for no reason other than really no reason, but um, we're back now, and not just with one movie, but with two movies, um, two somewhat new releases that came out in the month of August, and um, yeah, let's, let's jump right into it, uh, since we got two things to talk about today, a little more than usual, so yeah. First movie, okay, just in volume. First movie we're going to be talking about is Reminiscence. 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 Let's see. This movie is directed by, written and directed by Lisa Joy, and it stars Hugh Jackman and Rebecca Ferguson. Uh, the synopsis is very long. I'm not going to read it, but basically, uh, water ro- ro- is rising um, because of climate change, I guess. It's a uh, uh, oceans and seas are rising so you know people are like oh we're gonna it's the end of the world we're gonna die we can't really live our life like we used to there's this machine that hugh jackman's character has that um basically lets people relive their um their uh, favorite memories and so people use it because they know that their future is nothing because of the water levels rising <clears throat> so uh we find out that hugh jackman uh, had this uh, relationship with Rebecca Ferguson's character. Don't expect me to know everyone's name. I, I'm really bad at remembering character names when the movie's bad. Um, but um, Rebecca Ferguson's character and him used to have a thing. But then he finds out that maybe there's more to her that he didn't know, like a like a criminal life or whatever. So he uses like the memories, and it's like a little bit of a <clears throat> a little bit of a detective noir investigation story sort of thing. And yeah, so yeah, I kind of spoiled it there. Um, I didn't like the movie very much for a multitude of reasons. But let's get to the um, stuff I did like. Uh, Hugh Jackman's uh, pretty good as usual. He's been better. Uh, he's really good in Prisoners and um, stuff like that. And this one, he is just okay. Um, he's saying the lines. He's acting. You know, good job. He got his paycheck. Rebecca Ferguson, though, I thought did really good. Um, she had a lot of nuance in her performance, more than this movie, I feel, deserves. Um, but she did pretty good, uh, for the most part. Like, I, you know, as much as I love Mission Impossible, the, that series doesn't really give you an opportunity to show off your acting chops. And she, she's serviceable there, but in this one, she really shows off what she can really do. And so, yeah, uh, good job on her part. Uh, the music is, from what I remember, is pretty good. It does, um, it, it, it does, um... It stuck out when I, whenever I was watching it, not really quite afterward, but it, you know, it kept me a little bit hooked than what I would have been if the music was bad. And, and then all, the other thing, the premise is really cool. Apparently it's a ripoff of another movie that I am not sure, um, at all, but, um, yeah, from, but it's, it's a really interesting premise, you know, the memory machine and everything and that combined with the climate change subplot and the, yeah, it's all pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> But that's that's about all the good I have to say about it. Um, the bad, uh, let's start with the dialogue. Um, it's very, 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 very corny. It It's trying to be like a detective, neo-noir sort of thing. But it it's almost plays like a cartoon version of that. Like, a, like, a, like if Disney Channel were to do their own version of detective noir. Um, maybe not even, maybe something worse. But... Um, the dialogue is very descriptive as if, you know, everyone was like 
uh, like a creative writing major or something. And um, I wish I had examples with me, but I don't really, I really don't want to look up this movie again. <laughs> so, but it's, there's a lot of dialogue that's very like, it feels like planned out, like short speeches and stuff like that. It feels very corny, even though the movie's very, very self-serious. It's not the self-aware, like the nice guys style, like, oh, we're a detective movie sort of thing. Very, very dramatic, very serious. I didn't, so like the dialogue being the way it is, it's just, ugh, it just wasn't great. <laughs> um, um, other than uh, Rebecca Ferguson and oh, I got <clears throat> excuse me. Other than Rebecca Ferguson and um, Hugh Jackman, I guess um, everyone else is just kind of saying their lines and kind of just you know they're here to you know get the paycheck. Which I mean, I respect, I guess, but I don't know. No one really stood out except for Rebecca Ferguson, and there's just a lot of um, I don't know, just a lot of really flat performances but speaking of flat uh the shot composition um i i got nothing from it it just was it was shot i guess nothing really stood out to me as to something cool there was a scene where it went from a normal angle to a dutch angle but that's about it everything else is pretty standard and stale and yeah there could have been more with that because you know detective noirs those can be really interestingly shot there could be some cool dynamic things you can do but this one i i it's just nothing nothing to see nothing to please the eye really um just a lot of i don't know shot reverse shot you know shoot it flatly shoot it from a medium wide you know i don't know it felt very mechanical it didn't feel very interesting um so this is uh described as an action thriller not much of a neo-noir but whatever i, I consider it a noir but yeah so action thriller let's get to the action part um not, not 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 great. So already fifty percent of it is not great. Um, so there's quite a bit of wide shot action, which I appreciate. I love my wide shot action. I love my John Wicks. I love my The Matrixes. I love my The Mission Impossible. I like my Indiana Jones. I like all that stuff, right? Um, however, um, the choreography is very slow and clunky, and um. So when it's wide and there's not like a good amount of cuts, like there are quite a bit of cuts, but whenever it's like one shot of a guy punching someone and it looks like they're kind of like, ugh, like they look kind of like slow and they look like they're not really, looks like it's all kind of planned, um, really takes me out of the movie, uh, which happens quite a bit. And there's a lot of weird camera angles that show up for like a few seconds and they cut to a, a better angle. Which is weird. So that was that was weird. Well, this is while the action is going on. So like, it takes me out of the action while it's happening. But not only that, like there are really um, weird cuts to something. Like there will be, for example, I think there was a scene where Hugh Jackman had like a bar in his hand, and then it cut to like a slightly different angle of the same thing, where then he hits it down. There's another part which sticks in my head a lot. Um, where he and someone else are like kind of wrestling and they're fighting and they're on the top of us uh, on the top on this floor and like you know n next to them is like a staircase right they might fall down it and you're ju they're just like wrestling and tussling yeah, yeah and then they stop at like the staircase they're tussling a bit and then it like cuts to like pretty much the same shot like it cuts 
And it's a different take, but it's like the same angle because it's like a little closer. So you can tell it's a different take, but it's like pretty much the same angle. It's like in, it's like beside them and they're about to fall down the stairs. But in, when they cut, this shot is where they fall down the stairs. So it's almost like they needed two shots to make it look like they actually fell down, but it didn't look smooth. They just looked like two different cuts. Like it, it wasn't smooth in the slightest. And there's a, and that was really, really, really took me out. Um, there's also weird action direction. And by that, I mean, there are things that happen that when they happen, it doesn't really make sense. Like there's a part where Hugh Jackman looks to the side and then he sees like a guy from the outside of the building fly inward, like fly in, like he's like up in the air and then boom, crashes down on the ground. And then someone comes in who supposedly did it, and it's his partner. His partner is Tandy Newton. Okay, I okay. Let's let's look this up. How? how okay, okay, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Let's look up Tandy Newton's. Tandy Newton is five foot three. Okay, I'm not saying she can't be strong, but the guy was really big, and he, all she had was like a pistol. You know, I don't think pistols make you fly back like that. I don't think she could kick hard enough to make like a 300-pound guy just fly back like that. Because like he just flies into friend like, yo, what happened? And then she walks in with like a pistol, you know, just walking in with a pistol. Like there's no way she did that by herself, you know, and no one else is with her. It's like, what? What? <laughs> I seriously don't get what happened there. There's a lot of weird stuff like that where like, or like oh, that's cool. What's going to happen next? Oh, she did it? That makes no sense, you know? Um... <clears throat> and last thing about the action um hu uh, huge jacked man see what i did there um there's a lot of instances where he's getting bested by people way skinnier than him and he's a very big dude he didn't like lose the muscle after wolverine he's a very very big dude in this and these like skinny people that are also shorter than him are like at many times like grabbing onto him and beating him like very easily and it's it's not very believable when you look like Hugh Jackman, you know. It's like when uh, when The Rock stars in movies where he's bested by people wasting it. It's like it's the same thing almost, and it's really funny because it's like you could just like I don't know like flick him and you'll be fine, you know. <laughs> There's a lot of instances of that because I I get it. There needs to be tension, of course. I obviously, but I mean I remember Prisoners. He looked like a pretty normally sized. He didn't look like a huge bodybuilder Wolverine, you know. I um. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. They could have casted someone else, um, especially since Hugh Jackman didn't really bring anything new to this role. But whatever. <clears throat> and now I talked. That was the action part. Uh, the thriller part is, I mean, no, there's nothing thrilling about it. Uh, none of the characters are. They don't give me any reason to really care about them. Um. Um. I mean, yeah. I mean, the story was never really like. It never gave you a reason to really care about anything, um, which so I'm not really thrilled if I don't really care about anyone. And so, yeah, I don't know. Overall, you could tell I'm not I'm, I'm pretty negative towards this. I it's not the worst thing in the world. It's, I don't hate it. It's just very unspecial. And there's a lot of really corny and just almost like amateur mistakes in this that I just can't get behind. And yeah um it didn't make its money um according to box office but i mean 
Well, we know what you're gonna do, you know. Um, yeah, not much else to say. I didn't like it. It's very generic. Could have been really, really good. Um, I mean, I think, I think um, the premise is really cool, but I don't know. It's just generic Hollywood cliched, soulless action schlock essentially. Um, and it's written by apparently uh, a Westworld creator, which I mean, I've never seen Westworld. Apparently, that's really good. It's also written by a woman, which I'm really surprised by because it the story reads like like a like like a like a Christopher Nolan kid wannabe or usually like you know like white dudes. So that that really surprised me. I, I didn't expect that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Watch it if you want. I guess. I mean, I guess if you like Rebecca Ferguson. Uh, I guess she does really good in it. But overall, not a fan. Uh, I'm giving Reminiscence a 4 out of 10. I didn't like it. All right, moving on. Next up is Candyman. Um, this is directed by Nia DaCosta. It's written by a few people. It's written by Jordan Peele, Nia DaCosta herself, and Wynne Rosenfield. Or Rosenfeld? Rosenfeld, my bad. Um, I wanted to watch this because um, I'm a... Um, I'm somewhat of a fan of Jordan Peele. I think Get Out was great. I thought Us was alright. And, um, you know, I like Key and Peele. Obviously, who doesn't like Key and Peele? Um, and also, the, I mean, yeah, the trailer didn't look all that great. But him being attached to it was what kind of kept me excited. And, uh, before I watched this new movie, I, um, the morning of the day I was going to go watch it, um, I watched the original Candyman from 1992. And, um... There's a little quick review on that one. Um, I really I uh, enjoyed it a lot. It's a it's a slasher that's kind of elevated by its themes of gentrification and white supremacy and all that. So it, it, it's I mean the it, it's subtle. Not really. I mean, it's loaded with themes and um, political commentary. But I mean, it's you could tell what it is, but it's it's not beating you over the head with it, and you could. But you could easily tell what they're what they're talking about and referring to, and um, so it's elevated by that sort of thematic thing. Um, but as just like a slasher movie, I thought it was really entertaining. A lot of uh, really great deaths and um, uh, interesting with the main character of he- Helen Lyle, which I really liked. Uh, all around, uh, just a really good, really fun, entertaining slasher movie with. Um, um, it's good stuff all around. I, I like, yeah, it was all, it was all good stuff. Okay, I'm telling you. So I was like, okay, this movie was really good. Maybe this new one will be good. And for those of you who don't know, there were originally three Candyman movies. There was the original that I watched, and then two more. But apparently, those two weren't really good. So they decided to just say screw it, and they made this new one the sequel to the original. So this is technically, in a way, Candyman two. I guess I don't know. But yeah, this is. Yeah, so but this is just, it's just called Candyman, so it's a little confusing. But yeah, this is essentially Candyman two in a way. So, um, yeah, this is a little this is a downer episode because I didn't really like this movie much either. <laughs> um, all right, so uh oh, so this is about uh Anthony Anthony and his partner move into a loft and the now gentrified Cabrini after a chance encounter with an old timer exposes. 
Anthony, to the true story behind Candyman, he unknowingly opens a door to a complex past that unravels his own sanity and unleashes a terrifying wave of violence. Now, that sounds cool, doesn't it? So this is, yeah, the the story is a direct, it's a direct um, follow-up to the first one. The first one, um, there is a character named Anthony, and he's like a little, he's like he's like a baby. And in this one, he's played by um, Yaya, okay, I'm going to try to, what's his name? Um, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II. And um, uh, so, yeah, it's like, everything's different essentially and so it's yeah it's a direct continuation from that original story and um uh there, there's there's more i want to say before i get into like what i liked and didn't like but the the first movie was about uh this woman named helen lyle who um is like a, is a, she's a university student and she wants to study the candy man and so she accidentally summons him, and then stuff happens, horror happens, and whatever. And yeah, but I'm not gonna get more into it. But basically, okay. So this new movie is okay. So the good stuff. Unlike Reminiscence, I thought the shot composition was pretty neat. Um, I thought it was. Um, it looked good. Um, uh like there was scenes where like the city was upside down and i thought that looked neat the lighting was interesting and dynamic the colors uh were muted and it looked really it looked kind of ominous at all times and stuff uh, i thought close-ups were handled well and you know you saw things that were cool it it knew when to show th- when, when to show things and when to not show things um and how to show them if you do show them in a really cool way uh, there's a lot of good stuff like that, and I really appreciate that. I think all of the movies that Jordan Peele's involved in, uh, I think they all look really good to some extent. Uh, Get Out kind of suffers from looking a little just like flat, but like Us looked good, and this movie looks good too. Um, what else? The deaths were cool, like like just like the first original Candyman. The deaths were um, interesting and. Um, legitimately like it made you like oh god Candyman, this guy is messed up you know and i appreciated that the deaths weren't like weren't like super i don't know they didn't like i guess like pg-13 if i i mean it's rated r still but like i thought maybe you know now it's possible that they could just make it less violent before but no they kind of expanded on that it's good deaths i'm telling you i'm telling you our most of this movie is pretty average, and if not average, pretty dumb. Um, but let's get to the average stuff first. Um, the acting is very serviceable. Everyone was fine, I guess. Yaya Abdul, um, <laughs> you know, I wanted to say it quick, but I couldn't. Hold on. Yaya Abdul Mateen the uh, second. I'm just call him Yaya. Yaya was, or I don't know how to say it. Yaya, but okay, I'm gonna say Yaya. He um. He does like he does a fine job. Um, there's parts where he's legitimately bad um, when he's making like kind of dumb faces and he's trying to act kind of like crazy. Um, I thought um, Tayana Paris, who plays his girlfriend, was was eh, she doesn't really leave any impression on me. Um, 
there's there's other actors that are like in it for like a few minutes that are get killed off quick then i'm like oh thank god i don't have to listen to their acting anymore <laughs> but um yeah that was all i was just really disappointing because i mean i want to i want to care about the main character anthony because he was in the last one and like i want to see like his progression as a person and you do see it but like overall i just didn't i wasn't really like trapped in with his acting like it was just like all right i guess um yeah the other thing um i i guess that's like all the like the average stuff the other the 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 main thing about this movie is um what i liked about the first one was its themes um were kind of at the forefront um but it made and, and there's like dialogue where it might not be super subtle about what they're trying to say uh like there's a woman in the first movie where she says white folks don't usually come up here unless they want to cause some trouble and i was like okay i mean that's really obvious what you're trying to say but like if someone would say that you know so, because helen goes to their uh to gabrini and she's like uh and that makes sense right that makes sense However, this movie, it feels like everyone, whenever they talk about race relations or some sort of thing, it feels like they're giving a lecture. A very short lecture, but a lecture. Um, it's not subtle in the slightest. Um, everyone talks about it like it's like the dialogue exists to push a sort of message, not to be just dialogue that could, like, you know, it, it exists solely to push the message, not just to be good dialogue you know and that's like one of the few issues it's not like the biggest issue or anything but it's only something that i was like oh my god like this is really 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 corny two movies in a row with corny dialogue that's amazing um yeah there's a lot of instances of that where it's just yeah we get it like you don't need to spell it out like you can make it like we did this in the 90s you know you could do this um yeah very yeah very not subtle and it's disappointing because i mean you want movies like this with messages like these to be good with their message you know like that's i mean that would be great but we didn't get it with this one which sucks but um the other thing is um this uh the, the rules are weird what i enjoyed about the first one is you know nowadays with a lot of like slashers or monster kind of movies um or like like demons or whatever because candy man's like kind of a demon i guess i don't know he's summoned and he kills you whatever um but you, you say his name five times in a mirror and he appears and he kills you um but in in the original what i liked was <clears throat> you summon his name he comes here and he kills you you can see him if you summon him, but everyone else, you can't. they can't see him. Um, and everyone will think you're crazy. And I like that, because nowadays you don't really get that. Like, uh, there's um, the Bye Bye Man. <laughs> and there's, um, like, the Mummy movie with Tom Cruise. When, like, a new monster shows up, it's like, you don't know what the rules are because they keep changing and they're inconsistent, right? I like that in the original 90s one. You got it, right? In this one, they change it up a bit. Like... You can see Candyman, but only in the mirror. So if you look behind you, you don't see him. But if you look in the mirror and he's behind you, you can only see him there. So like, okay, that's interesting. So like, you'll get killed by him, but like, 
you'll just be like floating and you won't see what's killing you if you can only see if you're if you see the mirror like oh, that's interesting it's it's different right but it's interesting but also like like he might the the kind of what happens with anthony in this movie it's just i don't know if this is a spoiler oh, screw it whatever i don't care it kind of he the, the whole story he turns into Candyman, right He's throughout the movie, he summons him and he's slowly turning into him. And I'm like, okay, why though? How do you? And then at the end, they reveal more about it. There's like a twist. I don't, they don't, the twist isn't really, like, I, it doesn't make much sense because they didn't really explain it. And then they kind of twist that twist and it's like, what? And, and, I don't want to get too into it because I don't want to spoil it, but the final like 10, 15 minutes, I'm just like, I, uh, what? And then there's like a, like a police racism theme at the end thrown in. And I, the action there was cool, I think. Um, but it all just kind of rushes to like the finish line for some reason, even though it's only 90 minutes, it's not a very long movie at all. And then it just kind of ends, and I'm like, okay, it's very underwhelming. That's the number one way to describe this movie. It's a very underwhelming movie that's supposedly a follow-up to a very good, well-made uh, slasher movie from the 90s. And this is apparently supposed to replace 2 and 3, the original 2 and 3. I mean, I haven't seen those. Maybe those are, like, terrible, but this isn't this very, very mediocre, average movie with some really good stuff in it don't get me wrong but like eh you know i don't know i there there there's not much to say about this movie which is which is sad i want there should be with movie with these many themes and all this and a, a a good writer i think with jordan peele there should be so much more to say, but I've, I saw it and I was just super underwhelmed. Um, the rules are inconsistent. The acting is like fine, I guess. Um, the shot composition was good and like the cinematography and everything. Um, the deaths were well done and really good. The violence was uh, done well. well like uh, the, the, the themes of gentrification and racism are really unsubtle and hit you over the head with the dialogue. It's the dialogue that doesn't belong in a slasher movie. Because, like, if this dialogue was, like, in a drama movie, maybe it would work. That's a big maybe, but maybe. Um, But in this slasher movie, I feel like the main focus should be the slasher and have the themes as the subtext. And they did that very well with the 90s one. I got the theme immediately. But, the like, the main text was the slashing was the candy man and all that stuff right and yeah i don't don't have much else to say except um i'm happy um that it got number one i guess because apparently it's the first uh black woman director to get a number one hit movie that's awesome that's great other than that not a not a very good movie um very disappointing um after seeing the, the original one beforehand and just a very mediocre and like 
underwhelming and at points just confusing like motivations and twists and stuff like wait like you're not this how i don't feel anything from this because you don't give me time to kind of take it all in and i don't want to get too into it because i don't like spoiling things but yeah um that's candy man 2021 uh, I'm giving this one a 5 out of 10. I'd give the original a 7, I think. I thought it was really good. But yeah, this one's a 5. It's just right in the middle. Very average. Very just... Uh, it could be a 4, honestly. But I think 5 is fair. Because it's like, I wouldn't see it again. But I don't... I don't, like, dislike it so much for it to be a 4. But, yeah. I feel like it's there's, like, some interesting things in there that stop him from being, a, like, a negative. But, you know, it's it's a 5 out of 10. I'm I'm not a fan. That'll be it for today. That's my show. Thank you so much for uh, listening in. This is Nico's Review Show, and uh, I'm out. Enjoy your music. Thank you.